Hello. Hello. Good morning, Gateway. Welcome to our worship service. Welcome to our visitors today and those who are watching online. Please stand if you are able and join us as we seek everlasting God. We serve an everlasting God. He is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Let's leave our voices, church, as we sing praises to God. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Good morning, Gateway. May the Lord be with you. Thank you very much. Let's greet those around us. They're probably struggling at the back. Okay, so let's start with the special day announcement. So we've got two birthdays. First of all, Joan Aldridge, 
and then we've got a visitor on Bertha Tlatwayo. Uh, it's her 80th birthday today. So we're going to sing happy birthday for Joan and Bertha. Aunt Bertha sitting there on the left and as you're sitting on the right hand side of the church. And thank you for joining us. I saw a whole lot of new faces and new old faces uh, this morning and I'm really pleased to see that and thank you for joining us here in the church this morning. And uh, to those of you joining us online, a huge welcome as well. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, you're wondering why I'm standing here or if Wayne is suddenly shot up. Um, um, no, it's not the case. I'm just standing in for Wayne. Um, he will be back. He's just uh, taking his brother through to Newcastle. Uh, lost my brain there for a second. That's normal. Okay, um, a couple of announcements. As I said, um, first of all, you, as you walked in, you would have noticed a visual display which covers most of the ministries of the church. And we would encourage all the uh, members and people in this church to start praying and find out where God has got, what plans He has for you and where He would like you to serve in terms of the ministries. Um, and then to commit and take on a, a ministry, and we're asking you to take it on for a year. It is not a continuous thing that we're going to a time out, so our focus is to um, have a, a yearly commitment and, um, and, and work in that ministry inside, inside this church. So that's uh, the focus of this uh, month, and we will hear more about it as this month comes on. Then, evening worship. Please join us for the evening worship. Um, it is really a, a powerful time of infilling of the Holy Spirit and, and touch of the Holy Spirit. And if you're feeling dry, if you're feeling you need for a, a, a close encounter with God and the Holy Spirit, that's really the time to be here. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting to see how God moves in this place. So please join us for that. And then the last thing I want to say is, uh, standing in for Wayne this morning is Rudy Machukana. Thank you very much, brother. Um, we're really looking forward to your message from God to us here this morning. And then over to the worship team. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Please stand as we continue worship songs. Lord, we just praise to you and thank you for this time. We really worship you in spirit and in truth. So we offer our sacrifice, our heart, our mind today, Father, as we raise a hallelujah.
How great is our God? Have you experienced miracles these past few days? Answer prayers? If not, don't lose hope because uh, our God is great. So sing with us. How great is our God? around Father we just ask you to accept our worship today and we pray that those who are really in need of hope and and answered prayers Father you will give it to them according to your time and according to your will 
because you are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. You are the promise keeper. So Father, be with us today as we sing Waymaker.
whatever you are going through right now, God knows your situation. But the Bible says, He will never leave us nor forsake us. So as Christians, we put our faith on God and we can say, It is well with my soul.
we prepare our hearts to receive your word, we just pray for your blessing and the power of the Holy Spirit to our elder, Rudy. Sustain him with your strength, with your mercy and grace. Anoint his tongue as he delivers your word. And Father, I pray that you will speak to the hearts of your people, that we will respond with obedience to your word. And cleanse us, O Lord, from any sins that will hinder us to, from receiving blessing from your word. Father, let the Holy Spirit work in our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, worship team. And thank you to Rudy for choosing the hymns for this morning. We will now take up the offering. Gracious and loving Father God, we come before you to give thanks for all of your many good gifts. We return to you but a small portion of what you give to us. We pray that this may be used for the furtherance of your kingdom in our community. We pray this in Jesus' most mighty name. Amen.
Before I hand over to Rudy, let's just bow our heads in a moment of prayer. Gracious and loving Father God, we thank you for Rudy and for the message of yours which he will deliver this morning. We thank you for the way you have spoken to him throughout his preparation time. Fill him with the Holy Spirit. Fill him with your words. Fill him with your wisdom. May we all openly and humbly hear what you have to say. Take it to our hearts and take it out into the world. We pray all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Morning, Gateway. I am still in a panic mode. I hope I'll be fine as we go on. Let us pray. Father God, we bless the reading of your word. We ask the Holy Spirit to be with us. We ask for the hearts and we ask for the mind to be receptive. We pray this, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Just look around you to understand the grace of God. Just look around you and see how depressed and discouraged some of us are. Feeling rejected. I want us to think about this amazing grace that God has given us. Pastor Robert Morris says, what grace does do it's a divine enablement of our lives through Jesus Christ. Grace is unmerited, undeserved, an end kindness and favor of God. That's what grace is. Let's open the reading on Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, is the gift of God, not our works, lest anyone should boast. I am here because of Jesus, not because of my intelligence, 
It's a gift. And they are free. If you look at Romans 3, verses 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Just paid for us in full. He paid it for us in full. Hallelujah. And if you look at Romans 11 verse 6, it says, And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. If it's of our own doing, if it is of our intelligence, then it is not grace. Because grace is gratis, free. Let me give a definition of grace from the secular dictionary. It says grace is the dimension of divine activity that enables God to confront human indifference and rebellion with an inexhaustible capacity to forgive and bless. It is free. Inexhaustible. God never tires. We can do whatever we want. God will never tire. Will always give us this grace. Now it takes me to a point where I just want to remind us that we are one big family, connected by God's love and the Holy Spirit. We are brothers and sisters. As we are reminded as Christians, black or white, rich or poor, slaves or masters, in his eye we are all connected by God's amazing grace. We are one big family. I appreciate the love that you showered me with during my troubles and sickness. You were there and I felt it. That is God's amazing love indeed. We need to continue to carry one another's burdens. Jesus said, we need to be our brothers and sisters keeper. And you did it for me. We are going to celebrate today. This is the, Lord, the day the Lord has made for us. We will rejoice in his name and grace. But let me take you into my inner space. Let me take you into my experiences. To an experience I called hell in my life. I woke up from theater to find operating doctors standing by my bed with other doctors and nurses. And the doctor said, there are complications. And that's when I slept and went into deep sleep. And at that moment, the nurse called Sylvia at work to say, they are taking me from the general ward into ICU. At that moment, I apparently flatlined. You know, when you go, tut, 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 tut. I did this, And then she said to Sylvia, we are removing Rudy from the general ward. We are taking him into ICU. And at that moment in time, that's when apparently I did the flatlining. They were trying to resuscitate me. 
Sylvia is still holding on the phone. The nurse now throws the phone down and runs to help me. And poor Sylvia had to rush back home. She had to ask a, another lecture to drive for her because she could not drive. She arrived home. She got a friend, Machane, who then helped her to drive to the hospital where I stayed conscious, unconscious for seven days. I had weirdest dreams and can't even tell you where I was in those dreams, what was happening in those dreams, but the sound that also created more trouble for me was beep, boop, beep, boop. This is hospital machines. Everything the nurses were doing to me, I associated with torture in a foreign land. I saw my body in the hospital with all guests visiting me. Then I saw people that captured me who were preparing to, for my family to bury me without my family and telling me that you are next to die. And they told me, your family will never know your grave. To cut the dream short, I managed to escape from the clutches of these people and that is when I found myself being exiled in Mozambique. This dream took about seven days. I don't know which part of the seven days I was dreaming, but I was in deep sleep. I did not eat with my jaws locked. No soft porridge that Sylvia cooked, no hospital food could wake me up. Finally woken up, I understood there and then that God never allows one to go through challenges that one can endure. God is good and all the time. All we need to do is to surrender our lives to God. Come what may, let us never forget that he has solutions for the biggest problems, as he promised us in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I understood when the word says he will not leave us alone in our darkest hour. He will not. If you should know, I should not have been here today. I should not have been even alive today, but less walking about and preparing to teach his word. In the hospital, when I woke up, there were all sorts of pipes in my body, big machines attached to my body. I was firstly frightened to see a catheter attached to my body. Then a pipe coming into my mouth straight through my body, both legs amputated. Everything that could happen on that bed happened. I wished to move, but I could not. I was now a paraplegic. Imagine what was going through in, that, in the mind, the confusion, the unbelief, the dependency. What broke the camel's back was when I saw my blood moving from my body into a machine and back. I was told they're doing dialysis. And at that moment, my heart sank. I consoled myself because I knew my mother, every time she would go to hospital, she would be attached to this dialysis machine. And when she leaves hospital, it will be over. Mine, when I left the hospital, I was told I'm going to do it for three days a week, four hours on a machine, and about two hours for preparation. So effectively, I was spending six days in a machine, six hours in a machine for three days. And I was told, 
Life expectancy of a person dialyzing is 10 to 15 years. At that moment, God was with me and walked with me daily. I should not have been alive. It was the grace of the Lord that saw me through. I am shaken but happy to be alive. I don't know what kind of difficulties you are struggling with right now. I don't know what is making your life tough today. I want to tell you, I do know one thing. God is able to solve our problems. And if you place your life in his hands, you will also be given a new chance. I did get a new chance. And I appreciate the Lord for this gift and for grace. Let me tell you, during my dialysis times at home, I would play gospel songs and teach to my sisters. One of them said he did not believe seeing me in the way I was because as she, he was dialyzing me in hospital for four hours. I did not shake. I did not move. I did nothing. I was just a vegetative cabbage. So God is showing me that, son, I am with you even if you don't feel it. I am with you even if you don't see it. I am with you even if you don't hear it. I am with you even if you can't touch it. I am with you. Now, the song, How Great Is Our God, I love that song very well, and I woke up singing that song, and I would make noise in the ICU. Sylvia would sing gospel songs every time she came to visit me as it was the only way she could communicate with me. And I guess that was her way of connecting with God in that vegetative stage I was in. I would hear these songs funny, but was unconscious. And on this day, I woke up and said, but mine is not great. At that moment, I was wrestling with God, and I knew I'm not going to win, but still wrestled with him and wishing he should take me. Sylvia chastised me at once like a mother to her son and asked me, how can I say that? Like a child, I went back to sleep with my tail between my legs. But I had gone in that moment. Had I gone in that moment, I'm sure I was not going to see heaven. I would be wandering in the wilderness and dreaming of weirdest things. Bless the Lord, all my soul. It reminds me of the Psalm 103 as I worship his holy name. Songs and worship brought me back to life. Lord, you give life. Lord, you are life. Lord, you restore every heart to perfection. This takes me to the first Peter, verses 5, I mean, chapter 5, verse 10. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a, li- suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. And this is where I'm the result of that. I am reminded of the song, It Is Well With My Soul. That song I would sing all the time, trying to accept who I am, trying to accept the pipes going into my body every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, trying to accept who I am in this world today. 
One morning I woke up and I was singing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I was surrounded by arms of the Father and felt he is with me. I remembered the weak are made strong in the Father. Those in him will have legs, though they do not. They will have eyes, even if they don't see. I slowly accepted and turned my life around and started praising for healing me. Some would wonder, how is he healing you? Will your legs come back? Will he pack you into your original state? I say, yes, I do believe that God is giving me a better body here on earth and I'm going to live better than the unbelief. Those who believe in the Father will see the kingdom of the Lord. I was taught that when life throws you stones, just collect them and build a house and live happily ever after. And I learned this in, Philipp in Philippians to be a known self, a known anxious self amongst the ancients. Anxious. This is Philippians 4, verse 6. Loud and clear, understand the Lord when he says, in order for the seed to work, it must die first. I had to go, go through these things. I had to go through so that I can be a new person. I believe I'm now a seed of change, helping God's people to find peace that surpasses human understanding. I am love. I am living brilliance. I am full. I am enough in Christ Jesus. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. Waymaker, miracle maker, worker, promise keeper. Even if I don't see you, you're waking. Even if I don't feel it, you're waking. Even if I don't care about you, you are waking. And even if I can't touch, you are waking, Lord. It means the Lord is always with us at all times. We do not need to see him for to intervene in our lives. That is who our Lord is. Grace taught me greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. I am going to try and convince you today to use the name of Jesus as it is power. Call on the name of Jesus. I tell you when Jesus heals, he does it so perfect. Never forget this benefit. It is a gift from God through his son Jesus. There is power in the name. Pray and praise God and he will recharge you or us. Lest you need to believe me when I say, my Redeemer liveth. I have made it this far. It is because of the Lord's grace. I would not have been here today. Oh, my family. The support was and is unparalleled. I saw God's love through the love of my family, albeit being zombies. I saw them like clockwork come to see me in hospital. Siva saw her walking. She was just walking. She did not know where she was, what was happening. All she did was come like clockwork. 11 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And my son tells me, I did not remember anybody else except my better half. I would smile and sleep every time she comes, but that's all I could do. Ntsako and Jamie, who stay near my house, 
were there for me as if God had put his angels around me. Nzago would arrive at my house at four o'clock to drive me to hospital for my dialysis. He would grab the wheelchair by the back and take me up down the steps. When I wanted to hire the healthcare worker, it was like I was making him angry and told me I was enjoying to care for you, pa. His wife, Jamie Lee, came and stayed with me all the time and even drove me to church as Sylvia had not strength and slipping into darkness of depression and fear. Only when I got better, she could come with me. Nduna and Tandeka for their prayers and love. My elder son is a crybaby and was shaken to the core. By the way, they blessed me with a granddaughter on the 25th of January this year. And that just goes to show that God will be with me with all, in all seasons, whether happiness or sadness. God is always there. The love I embrace, the, the love I felt embrace me, I know I don't fear death. And I know when my time comes, it will be my time. The power of life and death is in his hands. My father, my hero, left his house to come and stay with my family, and in particular my wife, for two months, my 21 days in ICU, and when I was discharged, he stayed longer. My family were God sent indeed. My two brothers, although one as he came back to see me from his business trip, he was admitted the same day in hospital. His high blood was unmanageable. That tells you the state I was in. My church, I felt your prayers. I would cry tears of joy whenever I thought of it, and that I belong to the family of God. Pastor Wayne, whom I only knew for two weeks and worked with him for two weeks, came to visit me. Karina, Carl, Fiona, Alan, Fungai, Sean, Sean Squared, Chris, all the elders, your messages showered me and showed me power of God. Kanyisa, Christine, Cindy, Glory, Lillian, pregnant as she was, she risked coming to see me. Louisa, Sheila, Musima, and all church members, your prayers were answered. Alfred and Sue, and your special son, Leon. Wow. Laura wrote me a message, and I felt the Holy Spirit moving in the room and ended up in tears until the nurses got worried and I told them it was God working in me. Thank you, Laura. The most thanks was, carefully, was left and carefully left for a spiritual mother and father, Ilona and Collins. I know a mother's love and your encouragement. The first time and second time. Even the first time they risked COVID to bring me a wheelchair. I love you, guys. The experience taught me that these things never gets easy, never gets old. We, know, we, know, we never know why, but God is here for us in this moment. He will comfort us in the nights as we weep and mourn, and in the morning when joy returns, he will give us strength to keep going. Life and loss are intertwined as a head and healing. 
One cannot exist without the other, and one makes the other strong. Hallelujah. We have kept the faith for so long. Prayer is the answer. Prayer warriors, please continue. We are still to see more of his miracles. We will sing of the goodness of God indeed. I kept the faith. I pray to see if God will give me my wishes. Even insignificant things I pray for these days. I started by saying I needed to be released from hospital. And I prayed. I thought I was not going to sleep anymore in this bed. And I missed my bed so much at home. On my 21st day in ICU, I said, God, I would like to go home today. And God said to me, in this state, you are not going home. You look depressed. You look sick. You are not going home. He then said, wash. Just start by basic things. Wash. Start feeling better. You will go home. Then I tried to do the first doctor when he, she came. I said, doctor, I would like to go home. She told me a whole story why I will not be able to go home. She said to me, from here you're going to a general ward. From the general ward you're going to a rehabilitation ward. And then we'll decide whether we release you or not. That will be another four, six weeks from now. I said, but what are you keeping me here for? Dialysis, I can do at home or I can do at the hospital. He said, no, no, I'm fine. When your doctor comes, ask her, him. He will release you. But she thought the doctor would not release me. Then that doctor came and said to me, I'm not releasing you, Rudy. You are not going to start to inject yourself insulin. Do you know how to do it? I said, I don't, but I'll learn. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not releasing you until you are qualified injector. Then I asked the nurses, please call everybody that can train me to come here. I need to go home. Call all the dialysis people, tell me what to expect and when to go for dialysis. The doctor released me on that same day. I phoned Sylvia at uh, quarter to three when she was about to come. And I said, bring my clothes, I've been released. And I guessed to herself, she said, what am I going to do with this man in the house? How am I going to treat this man? This paraplegic. Finally, she brought the clothes. But my worst nightmare happened just before I left hospital. Five men, security, including my dad, they tried from taking me from the wheelchair into the car. They failed. They dropped me. Until one man held me by my waist and gently and slowly put me into the car. Imagine what's going through Sylvia's head. What am I going to do with an 80-year-old man to take this man out of the car into the wheelchair? And I said, don't worry. I'll call Nsako. Easy peasy. I find peace. 
Every time as she leaves my place, she would be healed and restored. That is the power of God. Every now and then she would ask me to pray for her. And I gladly obliged. And we both ticked as the prayer were answered. We need to test God with small stuff and see if he won't open the floodgates of heaven. I prayed to the Lord and I've asked elders and prayer warriors to pray for me to heal my kidneys, to end dialysis and to normalize my life. And if it was a yoke I needed to carry, I would gladly carry it for he will be with me. But guess what? I ticked another answered prayer. We serve a living God. As in Revelations 5 verse 13, God says through his prophet, And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea. They sang, Blessing and honor. Glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to, to the Lamb forever and ever. I thanked God immediately at that moment. So I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, in the middle of my amputation, in the middle of my diseases. I am going to sing and I'm going to worship God. And no one should blame me for I have seen the glory of the kingdom of the Lord. It does not matter how insignificant it is. Pray that God should intervene and tell him without you, Lord, I am nothing. You, and because of you, I have this great power to continue. I have the power to have the will to continue. You know, as I was praying, I prayed, God, send your angels to protect me. I would like to see my grandchildren. And I would like to see my children's children. And said, this is the promise you've made, God. He answered. I have my two grandchildren. One is Bukosi, one is Butalo Mary Magdalene. And I'm happy, for it's another tick. In my answered prayers. Grace I did not deserve. Thank you for the cross. Grace is Jesus dying for us on that cross. I'm not sure if we found that video, Sean. I did a video, but it's uh, upside down. I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you can go Google it, Ricky and Nikki Hoyt. It's a... The, the son, when he was born, the umbilical cord had uh, strangled him. You, you don't, you have, oh, think, it has strangled him. He lost lots of uh, oxygen in the brain. And he became a vegetative person and he can't do anything for himself. They started uh, getting him a computer. He typed on the computer with his head and his eyes, 1973 or so. As he was typing, he said, Dad, I would like to go for that five miles race. And his dad said, hey, I'm 58 years old. I've got heart issues. What am I going to do? 
His dad trained for that five miles race. He pushed him on that five miles race. As he was pushing him on his chair, when he came back home, he typed, for the first time, I did not feel like a paraplegic. For the first time, as we were walking and running. Brother, put it on.
that is amazing grace. I wish to be like that young man in the chair. Everything I've done is because the Father has been pushing me. The Father has been pulling me. The Father has been carrying me. That's grace. And all he's asking you to do, just get into the chair. Better. Some of us had fallen off the chair. Let's go back onto the chair. Maybe he's also asking, you can put yourself on the chair. Let me put you on the chair. We want to pray today as we bow our heads. No matter what you're going through right now, you are here today for a specific reason. God knew you'd be here today, whatever you're going through. And all he's saying, get into the chair. Will you just get on the chair? We want to pray, and elders will come through as we sing the last song. And I would love the Holy Spirit to help. If you feel you need prayer, no matter how insignificant, no matter how little you think it is your issue, come through. Maybe it is your first time here. I heard there were first time visitors today. Or maybe they are all visitors as the session club calls them or old members that are visiting today, come. For any area of your life and any area of your family or your finances or your relationships, come. All you need to do is to step forward. Don't even look at who is looking at you or not. Just find a way and come. Father God, I pray that your word should fall on fertile land. That I have been used correctly by you, Father God, and your words came through you. I pray for everybody else that's suffering, Father God. But I also pray for those who are, that are happy and not suffering. Father God, I pray for the Holy Spirit to come along. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
What a powerful testimony of God's amazing grace and Rudy's life. All praise and glory to our loving God. Let's all stay as we sing this hymn, Amazing Grace. And if you need prayers, the elders are here to pray over you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, and now I'm found, was blind, but now I Thank you for the Holy Spirit. And I pray that everybody that's in the church today and everybody that's watching should receive your Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide them. In Jesus' name I pray. May we go out there to be a blessing unto others. Amen. Before we leave the sanctuary, let's sing the blessing. And as we sing it, we just say to you, the person beside you, God bless you and have a wonderful week.
You can hold hands if you want. The Lord bless you. next Sunday. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the tea and coffee. And the elders are here to pray over you. You are